So, welcome to episode 8 of uh, This Week in Telena Digital. And I'm your host, Bjorn Remset, and uh, we actually have our co-host here present on the screen via... Well, something. Uh, it's actually, uh, I'm going in by, uh, from Stockholm via the magic of uh, IP calling provided by courtesy of Apple. But yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, but we're very happy to have a guest here today, and that's Petter Lee Johansson. And he has, I know he's working on a number of interesting projects, but the reason why he's here today is that I met him over coffee this morning, uh, or at the coffee machine anyway. Mm. And uh, so he's working on this connected car project, is that the name of it? Yeah, you can call it that, yes. Yeah. yeah. So uh, eventually we'll get to talk about that. But first, mm. if you d- there are two things we usually t- say here. Mm. The first is that, well, the weather is nice today, isn't it? Yeah, it's very nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not too cold and it's not too gloomy. Yeah. Uh, and then, then we ask our guests, how did you get here? W- what did you do before you came to Telenor? And what has your path through Telenor been to this time? Do hmm. so you just say a few words about that? Yeah, sure. And um, thank you so much for having me here, first of all. Um, but Our uh, pleasure. Y- You're very welcome. Uh, yeah. So actually, my background is um, a mixture between engineering and business. Uh, I did, uh, yeah, studied at NTU, did uh, two of the, those years in uh, of my master in uh, Germany, and then uh, after my master, I founded my own company. So uh, I tried uh, to, uh, yeah, do some programming, uh, make something that looked similar to TripAdvisor. Uh, we were all a little bit before, uh, and yeah, the, the the smartphone. So this was back in uh, 2006, and uh, we were not able to transist uh, or tra- tra- transition. Yeah, transition. Thank you uh, to. Uh, to the, the, the smartphone world, so uh, then I ended up in the corporate world, um, worked uh, for a competitor uh, of Telenor for a while, uh, and then I was headhunted there to had the products uh, in Talkmore uh, in Telenor Norway, and uh, from there I worked with some uh, group projects, and uh, I was asked to join group. Uh, in a newly established team that worked with uh, Global Partnerships, uh, which sound uh, very interesting at the moment. Uh, and uh, from there, we were a team of uh, two and a half. One, uh, Bjorn Martin Wörser, sitting in San Francisco. My boss, Anna, and me, working with uh, yeah, the, the, the leading internet companies like Google, Facebook, and Microsoft, and so on. So uh, that's... I did that for uh, for five years in Telenor, and has been uh, lucky enough to sign several agreements with uh, Facebook, Tencent, uh, uh, yeah, a lot of those internet companies. Um, did you have anything to do with the Facebook at work thing? Were you thinking? Yeah, so that was probably the last uh, thing I or contract I signed before uh, I left uh, the team, uh, or. Uh, in the end, I had a team of six people, uh, and uh, yeah, Facebook was probably the m- the most important uh, partner in that team. Uh, so, and uh, the Facebook work agreement was part of uh, uh, yeah that work. And then uh, uh, yeah, I moved to Norway to the innovation team there, 
for different reasons, but uh, one of the projects I took from group and into Norway was the Connected Car project. Right. And uh, yeah, I got some traction on that and it scaled quite fast. So within uh, five months, we got full funding to to launch that product. We were also able to get Sweden and Denmark on board. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, I was moved back to group again. Okay, so let me tell you how I first heard about this project. Because I didn't hear about it until very recently, mm. like the uh, day before yesterday. Mm. Uh, and what happened was that there was a guy, I don't know his name, uh, that was sitting in our office and actually packing these little devices uh, that you can plug into the card, get card instrumentation. Mm. And I uh, said that, oh, and it also has a 4G uh, connectivity and Wi-Fi and USB and this, that, and the other thing. I was just, wow, yeah, right, we need to, oh, this is the kind of thing we should do. I mean, should ex experiment with services, actual new physical platforms, and this is the whole new ecosystem that Telenor has, we've been part of it with the with connection, but uh, at arm's length. Mm. So I was so excited, and then, mm. at coffee this morning, yes. I saw you, mm. and I just, yeah, this is the coolest thing I've heard about this week, <laughs> at least. I mean, it's it's really funny you should say Bjorn because the minute I heard about it as well, I uh, I was really excited and I actually gave a little presentation um, about some of the you know design thinking process to um, a few of the potential partners that the the connected car project would have, and I found it to be really really interesting and the possibilities are actually quite the possibility set and range is, is quite high and the timing is very. I think uh, it's optimal right now. So it's really exciting. I think it's one of the most exciting things we're, we're doing, especially as if I heard you correctly, it's back at group level. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so that's good. correct. So the project is within Gunnar's team and uh, I'm sending a, a reporting to Lisa. Um, so Gunnar being? Yeah, owning, owning the project. Gunnar Selleg? Yeah. In his role as a CMO or? Yeah, that's uh, that's a difficult part though. But yeah. uh, at least uh, it was um, a handover from uh, Jon uh, Gravrock, uh, who uh, uh, was uh, holding the project before, uh, over to Gunnar, since this is more like developing new products. Right. But uh, the, the the responsibility for IoT is still within uh, Jon's uh, yeah division. Yeah. So tell us a little bit what what is this thing actually doing? I mean, I saw the mm. hardware device. It's mm. about the size of a big pack of cigarettes or a small pack of cigarettes a big pack of mattress or something like that mm. black weighs mm. about not very much mm. and can be plugged in any card yeah yeah what what are your plans with this thing yeah so uh, just to say a little bit about the solution so we have a small device which you described very well there that we you can plug into the car it's very similar to a chromecast actually so it's uh, plug and play and then you connect it with an, uh, with an application that we developed. And uh, you can, uh, from there, read a lot of information from the car. And uh, you can also send some information back to the car. Yeah, so you, uh, you plug it into this instrumentation interface that uh, called something, something, something. Yeah, UBD. Yeah, yeah. which gets uh, speed and uh, all, basically all the measurements you can see on the dashboard, plus a few more. Exactly. Yeah, and yeah. electricity, so you don't have to have a battery and yeah. Yeah, and it's a battery inside of it oh, as well. It's yeah, uh, yeah. a Wi-Fi uh, hotspot, and I think one of the unique things that we are building now is the ecosystem around it. So we would like to have as uh, yeah as good use cases as possible for the end users. So we teamed up with Circle K, Mechanoman, Easy Park, and a few others. 
to make sure that we have relevant use cases in there. Uh, beside uh, Wi-Fi hotspot and you get the driving log and uh, uh, yeah, the EcoScore and other useful services. But what was the EcoScore? So it's uh, based on your uh, driving pattern uh, and uh, from there you can see how economically you're driving and uh, env environmental friendly. So, so you, yeah. you pick this out from uh, the, the sensor data that uh, you get from the car? Yeah. Oh, cool. Exactly. Yeah. Do you have GPS in there too? Or? Yeah, it's a GPS and a gear meter. So, so yeah, so I get acceleration and uh, yeah. what is it called? Attitude? Yeah. The yeah. Car? yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And one of the most interesting questions, I guess, uh, going forward for for such a project, and I uh, is so it's one thing to control. Uh, so the the natural first interface to control such a device is the smartphone, right? Given that it is in everyone's hands. But I guess going forward, one of the bigger questions will be how you control such an interface on your car, right? And I, I guess I actually disagree that the car, that the phone is a natural interface. I, it, this is an IP device. Any IP-connected device could uh, connect to this thing. Exactly, right? Yeah. But you yeah. still need an interface. And I think the natural place for the interface is actually on the dashboard, right? Mm. Or as part of the uh, heavily integrated into it, at least. You don't want mm. to be fiddling around with your phone while you're driving, definitely not. And even afterwards, it's still probably, I, at least I think, it might be more natural. And that's something that uh, I think is, is a really interesting uh, question right now. Yeah. Uh, do you have any thoughts on that? <laughs> yeah, I definitely agree with you. Uh, so, uh, our end goal is definitely to get into the, the car interface. Uh, so this is just a temporary solution, uh, this device and retrofit the <laughs> car. Uh, for us, um, we believe that building this ecosystem uh, with the local partners will get us attractive enough to, if we get the volumes, to actually be able to integrate directly into the, the, the dashboard of the cars. And we already see that a lot of those car OEMs uh, that produce cars, they, they integrate uh, Google or Android uh, systems into the cars. And some even like Toyota, which um, me and Austin have been talking about briefly before, uh, is creating alliances for creating their own open platforms for developers. So we believe it's a good chance for us to also reach into the cars in the future. And uh, the interesting part then would be that uh, we actually are not building the business case on the, the, the connectivity anymore because the connectivity will probably be uh, led by someone else like uh, Vodafone or b bigger players that is able to make those agreements with the car OEMs, which we can compete on. But with the local presence on our ecosystem, we are actually able to to get the present and get, earn money through uh, uh, the system or, or ecosystem anyway. That I would, I'm very excited to hear about that. Mm. Could you elaborate a little bit on that? Because I mean, how to facilitate uh, innovation, both technically and business-wise, that's, that, that's what uh, ecosystems are built of, right? Mm. So what are you doing to make that process happen? Yeah, so uh, I think, uh, it's a lot of uh, players entering into the connected car world and uh, a lot of them has a uh, global footprint which we ha don't have uh, in the same sense. And uh, what we can differentiate on is the local players. Uh, so for example, if you look at BMW who is also <coughs> trying to build their own ecosystem, uh, once they only have BMW uh, cars to, to reach, Another one is that they don't care that much going into a small market like Nordics and make local deals. Uh, so 
with the footprint we have, uh, with the really strong brand and uh, the contact network we have, we are able to attract all the biggest players in our markets. And then it would be easier when we get the volumes to go to BMW or Mercedes or anyone else, uh, car or to say, please integrate our uh, ecosystem into your car because we have this uh, user base. Okay, and that, and that would be services like Circle K and those things you, you, you mentioned? Yeah, yeah correct. Okay. But, so but even from a software point of view, if you imagine, for instance, that uh, there's an open source, uh, it's called Smart Device Link, that uh, Ford and Toyota have, have, have collaborated on as a way, f uh, as a sort of, um, if you imagine an API or SDK that any app developers can use to provide a service on a Ford or a Toyota car, if we could provide a sort of one API, let's say you have a, we could just call it the petrol station API, and Circle K, Statoil, everyone could patch into that, right? Um, not only that, that would make it super easy for any developer to, uh, I mean, obviously Circle K could provide their own app, but any developer could provide a service like that. And not only that, such an API would potentially be very replicable in other markets too, right? As in, you could imagine a situation where beyond this jurisdiction's uh, jurisdictional boundaries, we would have done a lot of the work that would be necessary for others to do. And it's quite an interesting opportunity, I think, in this space. It's not quite defined yet, but uh, for us to be quite an interesting player in that sense. But even uh, right now, um, I think it's we should always be cognizant of the fact that um, car manufacturers themselves are very unsure about what direction they want to take in. And one of the things that's key for them, I think, going forward, they realize that Apple Car and Android Auto take a lot of the control away from them. Hmm. And I think uh, we can leverage that in some way as well. So it's really interesting, I think. Yeah, and this is also just the first thing. I mean, so you use 4G, which hmm. is good, but hmm. it's also well-established technology. Hmm. And uh, there is going to be new newer technologies. I mean, there is going to be 5G, there's going to hmm. be... Uh, um, you know, 60 gigahertz uh, Wi-Fi and so on and so forth. Mm. Um, yeah, so th this is very much an, an explored territory. Mm. Um, what's the question? Uh, I forgot the <laughs> I forgot the question. Uh, Ocean, you have a question. I more. think yeah. I, I think it's very interesting that. Um, well, actually, this ties into two things that Pear has done, because uh, one of the things we should be doing quite immediately is taking all of the knowledge that's in-house, right? Because clearly it's suboptimal that you found out about this uh, uh, only two days ago. Uh, we well, should leverage the, I, I, I'm making for a, instance, We're making a Facebook podcast now, so everyone can <laughs> know about this. Idea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, because I think that one of the things that we really have here is we have... Um, Various different people working various different things, but if you take the Salter Telco and you take um, this connected car project and you take some of the expertise we have in, in hardware and multiple business contexts that we have across the group and local BUs, that sort of thing, it's difficult to coordinate and that's that I appreciate, but we do have a decent position there, right, in terms mm -hmm. of if you could just get the people to work together. So that's that's one of the more interesting challenges you might have, actually. Uh, one, one thing I want to ask about, you said, so you have these big players like the Vodafone, mm. and they're so big that we really can't touch them. Mm. Uh, what do you mean by that? Yeah, so... I want to challenge you, but I want to know what you mean first. Yeah, <laughs> sure, sure, yeah. Um, it's no big secret that uh, Vodafone is putting a lot of effort into becoming the leader 
uh, in this space. And Auto- what, automotive yeah, uh, connectivity? Yeah. Mm. Uh, and what they're doing now is to sign up the different OEMs, uh, car OEMs, for quite long contracts. Uh, uh, so, and they take the SIM card uh, and they it's a it's a physical sim card which is placed in a car in a, in a way uh, that it's very difficult to remove it mm-hmm. uh, and this is the, within the agreements with the car OEMs uh, and uh, since they are such a big global player they have uh, very good roaming agreements um, mm-hmm. and they can leverage this t- uh, to have competitive prices that for example connection is not able to to match uh, and it's uh, Vodafone is one example, and it's uh, other uh, big operators uh, having a similar approach. So uh, for us to compete on global sims uh, in the cars in the future is going to be really, really difficult. Yeah, I, w- I would argue that it wouldn't mm. be necessarily impossible because mm. there are. So you're saying that you have roaming agreements and you use that as a lever, but you could also use, say, uh, sim cards with multiple IMCs, or you could use even eSIM that could be upgraded as you move to a different country and then mm. use lo- local roaming agreements. Mm. So th- that would uh, make uh, a global advantage less uh, critical mm. because you could still have local advantage and you can have mm. multiple local advantages. Mm. And, and, and it's technologically difficult to do that now, mm. but it's getting less mm. difficult to do it. Mm. So whatever advantage what? Vodafone has is going to be less Based on this yeah. argument. W- one thing we should be, I at least, uh, I may be not uh, understanding this correctly, but mm. as far as I'm concerned, it would be very suboptimal to, in the factory where you build the car, mm. to ship it with a SIM card then. I mean, maybe you do it at the dealership level, but what I'm really getting at is eSIMs would be the obvious solution here mm. to such a thing. And that would then, by pretty much default, uh, mean a less of a, an anchoring to whatever network it is. You could still argue that, yes, well, Vodafone could get an even better, a good deal, at the, even with eSIMs, but eSIMs provide more of an opportunity in that regard for us. Mm. And additionally, uh, especially locally anyway, mm. but um, especially if we even talk about the possibilities of the software telco that uh, Bjorn is involved in. So it's, it's, mm. quite, uh, it's quite interesting that that advantage may be very apparent now, but could change over time. And yeah. if we can actually focus on other areas and that could be the most mm. optimal thing for us to do right now, which yeah. I think is sort of what you're saying. Yeah, mm. the, the connectivity advantage is there. I agree, mm. but uh, I, I don't think it's necessarily very permanent. And uh, but we'll let's see. Hope we'll see. Yeah. Let's hope not. Let's hope not. Let's stay optimistic. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, I've seen some of the agreements that uh, is being signed now. It, it's uh, it's uh, it will be difficult for us to compete with it. Yeah, that may be true anyway. Mm. <laughs> Anyway, so um, thank you very much for coming here to this week in Telenor Digital. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. Yeah, so thank you for listening and uh, until next time. Bye-bye. Yeah, thank you. Bye.